welcome to Hobby Ballers. Not sure what episode this is now. Um, you know, I'm not sure either, but it is May the 12th. And we're going to go through uh, kind of like a season wrap-up sort of episode here. We're going to go through our uh, pre – we're going to look back at our preseason picks from uh, from episode one as far as the uh, league awards, and then we're going to get into our um, newly our newly selected um, league awards now that the season's wrapped up. We're going to see – we're going to see how horrible our preseason picks were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Um yeah, not be. really too much NBA news besides the Jalen Brown injury, which is going to suck for the Celtics. If they had any shot at going deep in the playoffs, it was going to be with him and him and Jason Tatum both. But uh, it's going to be rough, probably first round exit for the Celtics. Yeah, that that injury is definitely going to help them. And um, I watched their game against the Heat. The other, I think it was Sunday, maybe. But yeah, they they definitely struggle without him. And uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler really took over. And the Heat looked good. The Heat looked good. But uh, yeah. Without getting too far into that, uh, this Jalen Brown injury is definitely going to hurt the Celtics a ton. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess, yeah, what we're going to do, I think Devin said it, go over our preseason picks for awards, um, dive into our kind of our ballots for each award, and then if we have time, we're going to do NBA teams. You want to kind of uh, go through our preseason picks as we do them, like start with MVP? Yeah, that works. I like that. Yeah. You want to get us started for MVP? Yep, sounds good. So uh, my preseason pick for MVP was LeBron James, and uh, I don't think that's going to pan out this year. Uh, the injuries certainly didn't help, but also his play was not uh, was not really MVP level. But uh, for MVP, we picked about five guys, and uh, my ballot's actually the same as it was last week. From five to one, I went with Luka, Giannis, Chris Paul, Embiid and Jokic. Jokic still getting my top spot, and uh, I th- I think most people are starting to kind of come around to that. Not that Embiid's been bad, but it's more just the missing games. And with uh, Jamal Murray being out, I think Jokic really shines there in Denver as the uh, the clear cut uh, most valuable player. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, my preseason pick it was uh, Luca, which he's on my ballot, or I think he missed my ballot. It was hard, barely missed my ballot, one spot. I think he'll win several MVPs, honestly. I mean, he's in his, what, is this year three for him, right? Yeah. yeah. Won plenty of like, MVPs, not worried about it. Didn't make my ballot, barely missed the cut. Um, it's a hard year. And I think there's so many players. I think more this year than any year, like, there's been so many players thrown out there for MVP. Like, it's getting kind of crazy. Like, Julius Randle's having a good year, but I wouldn't put him on my MVP ballot. And people are like, oh, is Julius Randle an MVP candidate? It's like, no, it's not. Um. But, yeah, so my ballot goes Steph, Giannis, Chris Paul, and beating Jokic. Jokic taking the crown as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like how you said how this year is, like, a super hard year to win the MVP just because there are so many uh, so many p- players with uh, having the breakout years, and most of them are kind of the, uh, the star players, which uh, if you're a star player, that obviously helps your MVP case. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it is a tough year. Even we're doing our All-NBA teams, and we're leaving guys out that we thought, like, there's no way, like, he's ever going to miss an All-NBA team in, this, yeah. uh, in his career. But, yeah, this year's just been so uh, really competitive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only difference in our ballots are you have Luca at five and I have Steph, which that was a debate for me. But yeah, I think I was looking me. at some of the on the court, off the court. Like, when Steph plays, the team is phenomenal. When, they, when they're not, they're not good. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, it'll be – I have him on there because I think if you look at the most, like, terms of most valuable, I think Steph embodies that a tiny bit more. 
yep. and Luca. It was hard for that. And then I think Jokic. I mean, I think a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to win because everyone's been injured. But I think that dis- discredits, like, what he's done this year. He's having an all-time great offensive season, you know, with what he's doing. Um, assists, rebounding, his efficiency, like, shooting the ball, everything he's doing is pretty amazing. I think regardless, he might be the MVP anyway. If people were healthy, the only guy that would have an argument is maybe Embiid. Um, I like Chris Paul on there as well. I think he's has to have been the discussion with how he's turned the Suns around. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also another guy kind of on our list. Uh, we both put Giannis there, and I don't think it's really a fluke just putting the you know the reigning back-to-back MVP on there. It's he's he's been good, especially in t- towards the second half of the year. The Bucks have been pretty solid. They've got it. They've got it figured out, and we talked about it, I think, a couple episodes ago. I mean, they're a real shot in the East now with uh, the Nets being, you know, being real banged up and hurt. And then, you know, the 76ers are going to – I think they're going to be a pretty good challenge for them. But, I mean, this could be the Bucks' year that they kind of take over if they get a good uh, they get a good first-round matchup. I know right – I'm not sure – not 100%, but they might be against the Heat first round. So, that could uh, kind of wear them out a little bit. But I think this is – Kind of make or break year for the Bucks, but I think it's uh, it it could be uh, something good for them. Yeah, I think Giannis has been good, and I was listening to this podcast. They were talking about um how he's kind of developed this more calm demeanor, where he's like controlling games in a very calm manner. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops come playoffs. But yeah, I mean, also they're going to have a really tough path to the finals. So the Heat first round is looking like, then it could be Nets the second round, and then it could be the Sixers. That's that's tough. It's going to be hard to win those three series, but we'll see. They have in them. I think Drew Holiday has been a big addition to help the team. And if he, they're going to go over the bump, I think a big part is due to him. Um, and then Luca and Steph both having great years on teams that aren't necessarily so good, but they have to be considered, I think, as well. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, guess so we offer MVP. Jokic yeah. taking the win there for both of us, close second with Embiid. Um I guess I can start with the rookie of the year. I think our, our ballots are the same, actually. So starting at three, Anthony Edwards, two, Halliburton, and one, LaMelo. Yep. LaMelo taking the dub. Um, I mean, interestingly uh, enough, our uh, preseason pick was not on there at all. We both uh, had yeah. uh, we both had Obi Toppin, who I've heard a lot about. I mean, yeah. we, we had the right idea. I think at the beginning of the year we said, you know, he, he could get that really good opportunity on the Knicks team that's uh, – super young but it's been every other young player on there taking advantage of that opportunity and uh, they've yeah. been solid and the rookie on the knicks that actually probably be fourth fifth in this list is quickly quickly yeah he's, he's a rookie that's really stood out um on that team yeah, i don't even know if he's been healthy i don't even know if obi would be playing this year on that team because they have a lot of good players right yeah i think i had it quickly fourth on uh, my ballot if we put him on there yeah he would have been close for me yeah. but i think anthony edwards does get that nod just because i mean He's averaging a bunch of points, but at the same time, he's taking all those shots on a crappy, crappy Minnesota team. Yeah. But he, 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 has a, he has the potential there. Um, yeah. I think we talk about how his upside might not be as good as LaMelo's, but, I mean, he, he's pretty – or he could be a really good star in the league. He has the build for it. He has all the right um, – he has a skill set for it. I mean, I, I kind of – I'm starting to kind of like him, Nick. He, his, uh, his post-game yeah. interviews, they're pretty funny, but, I mean <laughs> – yeah. I think he's just in a bad situation in Minnesota with as well as like every rookie that gets drafted there. Yeah, it's tough. Everything Emmy for some reason wanted to leave him off, but I couldn't. His efficiency is awful, awful. But because they're just letting him try to win rookie of the year right now since the team sucks. Um, 
but I mean, he, he has a lot of upside. And, and yeah, it has to suck to go to Minnesota. I would never want to get drafted there. It'd be, if I was an NBA prospect, it'd probably be bottom three on my list. It might be last, a place I want to get drafted, either there or Sacramento, probably. <laughs> I was just about to say um, that. Yeah, those two teams, I would never want to get drafted. Because in Sacramento, it's like, yeah, well, I'm never going to make the playoffs, but it'll be cool. Um, I think Halliburton, I had to put it, I had to give him the nod. I think he's a little bit more of a winning player um, than yeah. Edwards. He's missing this whole last half of the season. And I think if Edwards is going to win, it would just be like win rookie of the year, which is a possibility. It would be healthy. He's played pretty much the whole season. Halliburton and Lamelo haven't. Um, yeah. I think Lamelo has just been awesome. I mean, he's been he's been really good, um, dominating the game, controlling it. Um, a lot of upside. I know I wasn't high on him at all before this year started, which is a mistake. Yeah, we both were. Um, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people weren't. A lot of people were questioning him, but he's become. A lot of things people said he wouldn't be good at shooting and you know, that type of stuff. Defense is still needs improvement, but it's better than people thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But Lamelo is special, special guy. Um, can be really developing one of the top point guards in the league, I think. Yeah, and I think uh, Charlotte was a pretty good spot for him to land because he really was just handed the keys kind of to that team. Yeah, and that's Lamelo's biggest biggest uh, highlight of his game is really just his playmaking. We see a bunch of like flashy passes, but it's not just that. It's uh you know, the pick and rolls, and he knows where guys are going to be. He uh, finds the right cutters. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a – Charlotte was a pretty good fit for him. And I could see yeah. him in a pretty long career there, maybe like a – sort of like a Dame Willard maybe. Yeah, I mean, his IQ is off the wall. Yeah. Um, really yeah. – I mean, I think he has the tools to become a good defender too. I think if we're looking up three or four years, he's going to be a really good defender because he mm-hmm. wants to be good. Like, that's something we see in him. Yep. He wants to be good defense is something that usually comes along with that. I think he's going to become a good defender. Yeah. And that team has been really fun. That's a good team. I think if they yeah. were healthy, they're top, they're right there with the Knicks. I think they're right there in that range in terms of how good they are. Um, yeah. But they haven't been able to be healthy at all. Yeah. Um, also, been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Going back to Halliburton, I don't know if you realize this, Nick, but he's four free throw percentage of the way from being a part of the uh, 40, 50, 90 club. Really? Is he 80, 86%? Yep. 85 and a half. Um, He's a special player. He's really good. Just very, really similar to Lamelo. Very smart, um, but does all the intangibles. I don't know if he'll ever be a star, but I think he'll be. He can make some all-star teams and be like, kind of, not the same player as Draymond, but kind of you know that star that does all the intangibles that you need on a championship team. Mm-hmm. So, have your uh, thoughts on this rookie class sort of changed now that the, the season's kind of wrapped up? There's a lot of good players. I, yeah. I, I think, but I really, I was kind of saying it, I think, before the year started, too. Like, I think it was a draft that had a lot of depth and potential to be good. Like, you look down, there's a lot of good players in this draft that I think are going to have long 10 plus NBA years. Like Desmond Bain, like, he's somebody that comes to mind that's going to have uh-huh. a long career. Yep. There's a lot of players like that that aren't going to be stars, but are going to be good. And I think, um, uh, What's his name from the Warriors? Wiseman. Uh, Wiseman. I think Wiseman's going to be really good, too. Yep. He's very raw, but I think he has a lot of upside. I think he could be on the move next year. I think he will be traded Yep. Um, once Clay have- comes back and they're going to have yeah. championship aspirations again. I don't think he'll be on that team. Yep. Um, but he's somebody else. Um, yeah. I yeah. like how you threw in Desmond Bain in there. We highlighted quickly yeah. earlier, but, I mean, we could we could probably do a whole episode Deshaun on the draft class at the end of the year, really. But. Yeah. Deshaun Tate's another one that comes to mind. There's a lot of yeah. good players. Sadiq Bay, Detroit. Uh, uh, yeah. there's, a of, there's a lot of talented players in this draft. Yeah, sure. definitely. You want to move on to a defensive player of the year now? Yeah, you can, uh, you can get us started with that. Awesome. Want so, uh, I want to go through preseason picks. My preseason pick was uh, Kawhi Leonard, and then uh, Nick had Giannis in there. 
which is, I mean, two pretty uh, pretty solid picks always, I think. Yeah. My ballot ended up being uh, at three, Embiid, Gobert two, and then Ben Simmons was uh, my number one, just because I think he can guard every position. And the 76ers have been a really, really good defensive team. I think they're – they might be averaging league low in points or league high in, like, points allowed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They're up there in defensive rating. Yeah. Yeah, Doc Rivers got them uh, really defensive-minded. Um, I was watching the their game against the Pacers last night, and Doc Rivers kind of talked about how it has a lot of similarities to that uh, 08 Celtics team that I think won the title there with uh, Garnett and Paul Pierce. I think it was that year. But, I mean, it, if it's like that, that could be scary. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Um, yeah, so you have, two, you have two Sixers on your list. I do, yeah. yeah. I think that would ultimately, like, if people were looking at those two guys, would hurt both of them uh-huh. in terms of getting votes. Um, Embiid was close for mine. But I think there's other, other guys that kind of, especially the center position, that uh, affect people more. Gobert especially. I mean, Gobert is such a threat down low. Like, in terms of, like, it's more of a mental thing, too, with him. Like, players won't go into the paint sometimes because he's there and they're scared of him. Um but yeah, I have Simmons because I think he can guard really one through four. Um, a lot of positions. I think one through four, even fives. He can guard some fives. I mean, he's not going to be out there guarding, you know, Jokic. But he can guard a lot of players. Um, and yeah, so I have him. I wanted to win. Gobert's, I think they're 1A, 1B, really. I think mm-hmm. Gobert has to get considered a lot for it because. He's been the anchor of that team that's founded around defense. They're currently the best record in the league, too, and they could hold it. Yeah, um, yeah it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And then I have – I think I have Bam on mine, kind of for the same reason as Simmons. He can guard he – he can really guard one through five. And yeah, one and twos are harder for him, but he can switch. Like, switchability is big. Be able to switch on pick and rolls, and he can do that and hold his own. Um, and he's, he's improved even more this year, I think. Um, then last year, he's been a better player. So, yeah, definitely. No, uh, no, Miles Turner on that list. <laughs> now, nah, the first ten or twenty games, I think he would have been on there, right? But uh, yeah, yeah definitely, first, definitely not now. He's missed yeah. some time, but I mean, the the defense did slip. Yeah, yeah, and the Pacers suck. So I think that kind of disqualifies too. Yeah. All right, so uh, the six man now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this um, is kind of a tough one, I think. Yeah. Um, I can go ahead and get us started on this. So your your pick for the sixth man of the year was Derek Rose, and mine was Karis LeVert, which is a weird one because he's not even – we right. thought – I guess I think we both thought he'd be a really good sixth man on a um, on That's the net. Team. good team, yeah. But he missed most of the season, um, and now he's um, the, one of the big reasons why the Pacers are losing every night. Um, so – yeah, he really yeah. is. He's taking a lot of shots, but we'll we'll get into that sometime later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. I think, yeah. But with him, I think I think he is a reason the Pacers are losing a lot. I don't want to touch say too long on it, but it's kind of scary if he's the guy shooting twenty and twenty five shots a game. I like him, but I don't want yeah. him anchoring my offense. It's kind of scary. Yeah. They need to fire Nate for sure. He's not a good coach. He's going to. And then, then uh, I think TJ, the absence of TJ Warren's hurting a ton as well. And... Yeah. Yeah. Been a rough year for the Pacers. Um, but yeah, so back to, I guess, back to six man of the year. Um, looking at my ballot here, I have Derek Rose at third, Jalen Brunson at two, and Jordan Clarkson taking the dub for 
six man of the year. Our lists, our lists are kind of funny because I have uh, a different Mavericks, uh, Mavericks yeah. guy, Tim Hardaway Jr. at three, which I think he gets he, – he, I think he mostly comes off the bench. Yeah, it looked like he – it looked like about half and half. I was looking at basketball reference. So. Yeah. And then uh, Derek Rose is my two. And then I have the kind of the debate we had earlier about the same team, uh, same team guys with this award. I have Clarkson and Ingles, but I think the nod goes to Clarkson in, in this uh, scenario just because I think he really is uh, the true sixth man, the first guy off. And because I think yeah. they throw Ingles in there depending on who they're really playing, what kind of guys they need. Yeah, for, I mean, I think role, they but. really – they impact the game in different ways. Clarkson's that really just pure scoring. Lou Williams yeah. right off the bench. Or Ingles come in, Ingles comes in and play makes your team. He yeah. defends your guys. He defends what you need to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was a hard one. And I think Derrick Rose, I mean, I really think he could get real consideration to win it, especially with how he's coming on late in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a huge factor with how good that Knicks team has been, which I know, I know we talk about them sometimes, but that Knicks team has been really fun to watch. That's a good team. Uh-huh. I think they're that really that – I think they're in their own little area in the East where they're not as good as their top three. But I think they're better than the rest of those teams by a good margin. Besides maybe the Heat. The Heat are a weird one. Right. right. And Derrick Rose has been a big part of that. He's only averaging 15 a game with his stint in the Knicks. Um, but he's been he's been good. He's been important. That'd be cool if one of our picks was actually correct because that's who I had, Derrick Rose. <laughs> and it'd be cool to see him win that. Just like, you know, how his game has changed, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one MVP, what, 2011 was it? Yeah. One MVP. It'd be really cool to see 10 years later him winning – Six um, yeah. of the year. Yeah. I was thinking about that with uh, Carmelo Anthony. I don't think he was ever an MVP, but I debated putting uh, Carmelo on here. Uh, yeah. Just real, real quick, not like any any hard thought, but I mean he's been he's been good for the Trailblazers off the bench and yeah, just, just going that's kind of scary too though. I think that's one of the reasons the Trailblazers aren't going to be that good. I don't <laughs> yeah. want Lamelo shooting too much. He's right. Good, but I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him shooting as much as he is, which scares me with that team. Um, I think. I was really kind of back on them the whole year. You were like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're that good. And I'm like, I think they are, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to revert on them just not being on the same level as the rest of those teams. Mm-hmm. I might even pick the Warriors in the series against them, to be honest. They could still shock us, but. <laughs> they could. We have Dame. Anything's, anything's possible. Sure, yeah. I hope Dame's good. But, yeah, so I guess our other picks, I have Jalen Brunson. I think he's probably the best backup guard in the league, what he does pretty much all around the court. His mm-hmm. stats aren't that good, but his impact is big. Um, I mean, he really guards guards the other team's best guard, you know, really alleviates pressure off Luka. Um, and he's been good. I mean, good passer. He really does everything right, and I like him a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, with my pick, Hardaway, he's found – I think this is probably his best role he's had ever in the NBA. He's been yeah. since 2014, which I think is crazy. Uh, yeah. bounce around a little bit but I mean I think this is a good spot for him on the Mavericks team where he can really he's he's a or I don't know I think he's officially kind of like a, a veteran now I would say so he's kind yeah. of taking that role towards uh towards Luca and uh he's having one of the best scenes of his career really with averaging 16 16 yeah. three and two no I mean good. <laughs> nothing insane but I mean it's six man numbers he's been really good I think he's been their second best player at times really you look at Porzingis, he's inconsistent as hell. I mean, you never know what we're going to get from him. Gosh, Porzingis um, might be the weirdest player in the league, man. Yeah, I think I look to trade him. Yeah. Here, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to – the Timberwolves organization sucks. Okay. We're going to – this offseason, I'm doing it right now, bold prediction. I'm the Mavericks. I'm giving Porzingis a few draft picks and 
Tyrell Terry to the Timberwolves of Carl Anthony Towns. Whew. Let's make it happen. It's written down in stone. May, if May 12. That, if that one's out, I mean, I think Porzingis could be a big, your big piece in a trade. Yeah. Similar players. I like Cat a lot better. I know I've talked a lot of trash about him, but I think it had a different system, especially Dallas. Dallas yeah. mm-hmm. I think that makes them a better team, too. For, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is special, um, regardless of you yeah. know, his downfalls. He's definitely he's shown it. Him. Not that Porzingis hasn't, but I think Carl Anthony Towns has been uh, – He's he's his upside is a whole lot better than Porzingis is, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Porzingis, all he can really do is shoot when he's on. I mean, he can't even post up a six foot five person. So, and defense is really iffy with him too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess we kind of got off topic. Tim Hardaway has been really good for that team. We'll see what happens comes playoffs. If the, if he's Dallas' the second best player, I don't like their chances unless Luca averages like thirty five a game. So, which is possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six man of the year, I guess. Um, Next, we can go to Coach of the Year. Do you want to? Yeah, Coach, Coach of the Year is a fun uh, one, yeah. Yeah. My preseason pick was uh, Frank Vogel out there in L.A. for the Lakers. Yeah. And then, uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and no. you had uh, Doc Rivers, which I think I had him in my ballot, which I think is pretty a pretty reasonable place to put him. But uh, Coach of the Year is a fun award just because uh, you, it's not like the best team always gets the Coach of the Year. It's kind of – who's kind of shocked themselves a little bit. And uh, I kind of forgot to put that into uh, into effect because there's one guy I probably should have put on there. But uh, my third guy was uh, Quinn Snyder, and then Doc Rivers yeah. was my two. And then coach of the year, I had Monty Williams. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like this pick. Like, I think Frank Vogel's tough because that Lakers team is – Yeah. I mean, I know we've talked about them, but – Anthony Davis and LeBron are healthy. It could be over, but I'm not I'm not really sold on that being the case. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Frank Vogel is definitely not in that consideration. Although I will say with him, one thing he has done with that team is he's really kept them afloat defensively. Like, that's still been a really good defensive team with LeBron and Davis out. Um, so that's yeah. the one thing he's done. They've been below 500 with those two guys not playing. But with what their team looks like, with Shooter not being healthy as well, he's done what he's good. So, mm-hmm. um if that team was a top four seed still with those guys out, I think he would, he would be in more consideration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we had the same person winning coach of the year. Both have Monty Williams there, but our two and three are different. I have Nate McMillan at third and Tom Thibodeau at second. Um, I can talk about McMillan some. I think the thing with him is he's really look at that. If you look at that Hawks team before he got there, they sucked. They weren't good. Um, I know we both vouched for um, what's his name that was coaching there before. I can't. What's his name? Their old coach. I can't yeah. think of it. We were both vouching for him, but I think it's been clear that he probably wasn't a good coach. Um, he did a lot for the community there, but coaching wise, I don't think he was a choice. But Nate McMillan has turned that team around mm-hmm. and the team that could win a series in the playoffs. Um, they've been good. Look at how Clint Compello's really kind of anchored that defense there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have Nate McMillan um, there in that spot because. I think he deserves some consideration. Now, of course, it's a regular season pick. We know we know what his um, we know what his ceiling is in the playoffs. We've experienced that several times. Yeah, um, but he's a great regular season coach, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and the other guy you put on there, Tom Thibodeau. I probably should have put him on there. I mean, he's been really good. They he, they really, the Knicks really shocked everybody, and uh, yeah, this is obviously the big part of that. Is this his first year there, or he's been yeah, there? Yeah, first year. Oh, yeah, first? Okay. Yeah, because so, sometimes you see those coaches come back and they just don't have it anymore. Yep. If you look at um, you look at uh, uh 
what's his name in, in the Pelicans, Stan Van Gundy. He doesn't have anymore. He's, he's not a good coach. He needs to be fired. But yeah. Tim, every time he comes back, he's doing something good. Look at last time he coached Timberwolves team, and they were in the playoffs. They were yeah, top true. four. I think they got a top four seed. And then he left, and they sucked. Um, but Tibbs has been really good for that team defensively. They have, they have, I think they're top three or four in defensive rating this year. Yeah. And um, they're going to be a tough out of the playoffs. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, them. I think all the playoff matchups are going to be fun this year, East and West. Yep. Besides maybe like 1 8, 1 7 in the East, those, or 1 8, 2 7 in the East, those might not be fun. But everything else is going to be fun. The Knicks are going to be tough out. And I think Tibbs is a big part of that. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, you want to talk about your other two guys a little bit? Yeah, let me find him again. Yeah, I mean, uh, Doc Rivers, I think uh, I think he's done good things in Philadelphia, I think. I know this isn't really his move, but bringing in George Hill is pretty big. And, I mean, they're just their defense is super good, and that's uh, kind of what Doc Rivers is sometimes known for is kind of that defense. But, yeah, I mean, that's really just been their big anchor. And the, I think the reason they're kind of uh, holding that spot for uh, – they're – them and the Jazz are pretty much both going over the top overall uh, seed, I think. And I think that just the defense is like the big part of that. And then uh, my other one, Quinn Snyder, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Coach out there in Utah, they, they've yeah. got one of the best records. And, you know, their team isn't – it's so it's just so weird how they have uh, the best record in the league, but we write them off of almost every playoff series they get into past the first round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which, yeah, maybe, I like maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, and I shouldn't I think, put them in there because of that. I think healthiness is on their side all year. I don't mm-hmm. think they're a bad team. I just don't think they're if – you, if you're looking down the list of teams, they, like I would take Dallas in a series maybe over them because they have Luka. Yep. And I think I like the team a lot, but I don't know how much I trust Donovan Mitchell um, mm-hmm. in a playoff series. I mean, he was good in the bubble, but we yeah. see that's not always going to transfer. Look at, look at uh, Jamal Murray. I mean, no offense to him, but he wasn't the same player. He reverted back to, you know, regular Jabal. Um, but, yeah, I think Quinn Snyder, I was, I was considering him. Uh, and Doc as well. Doc's leading that team. He's always a good coach. He's another he's another coach that worries me in the playoffs, though. Last yeah. year, Clippers, I don't know what the hell he was doing at times. Like, I mean, some of the adjustments he was making, the guys he was playing at times he shouldn't have, were really was really questionable. His other name players out there, by putting Kawhi and Paul George at times, and they should have been out there. I mean, playing Marcus Morris in clutch in crunch time, like okay. So th- some of those things worry me with um, Doc. So hopefully he's found a way to readjust in the playoffs. We even saw it with some of those CP3 Blake Griffin teams. He just made questionable moves in the playoffs when adju- with adjustments and stuff. Um, yeah. But hopefully that changes because I think the Sixers team can go far. But I think those are good picks all around. Um, yeah, I-, I like yours too. I would love to throw Steve Bash in there, but uh, yeah, uh, it would be interesting to see. I uh, I saw I read this thing last night. It was like um, if the Nets and Suns face in the finals and the Nets win, mm-hmm. it would be it would be Steve Nash denying the Suns of the title idol, that he yeah. never win them. Yeah, it'd be pretty it'd be pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that too. But uh, here's the the last regular season award that we kind of pick is uh, the most improved player and. Uh, these 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 picks you make at the beginning of the year and you like kind of have no idea because it could be seriously anyone. It could be, you know, Corkmoss on the wherever he plays. I don't yeah. know. He was the first name that popped into my head, <laughs> or it could be like Julius Randle. But uh, yeah. my most improved player pick was uh, OG Ananobi. I mean, not a not a terrible pick. He could have done a good thing. Yeah. Toronto was just Toronto was not uh, getting any kind of attention ever. That was especially not positive attention. 
You know they're tanking now, right? It's official. They're tanking. Yeah. Okay. It's at Lowry. They didn't. They didn't give a reason why. It was a big. I think it was a big stakes game against like the Bulls or yeah, something like that, which are right there by him. Like, yeah, we're sitting Lowry. They asked him why. Like, oh, you know, he just needs to rest. Like, okay, we know why you're sitting them. They're in tank mode. Load management, which I think is a good route for them. At the I do. Yeah, I, I think I don't. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be destroyed even in a playing game, probably. So definitely. You want to talk about your uh, your preseason most improved picks? Yeah. So I had two. I think I, I guess I picked two for some reason. And Michael Porter Jr. and Shy Shago was Alexander, which I think are both still not bad picks. Yeah. Um, they're really good. We'll get to Michael Porter Jr. in a minute, but I think. We don't have shy on our ballots, but I think he could be the top ten pick for most improved, maybe even higher. Um, mm. I would have shy over people like um, what's his name from Detroit, Jeremy Grant. I would have him over him, um, but we'll get to him in a minute. But I think shy has been good. I I don't regret that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a special player. Yeah, I like him a lot. Actually, you want to get to your ballot? Yeah, fun fact, real quick about Shay. Shay, shy. I don't really know, but <laughs> Shay. I don't know why. I, think I went to a Pacers uh, Thunder game, and me and uh, shout out Evan Stonich. We were uh, yelling Shay's name, and we got him to turn around. We don't know if he heard us, really? but we got him to turn around. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, it was funny. But I think uh, most improved player. It's a runaway this year. Julius Randle. Yeah, we both yeah. have him number one. Yeah, for sure. My second guy is uh, Michael Porter Jr. and my third is uh, Jeremy Grant, just because at the beginning of the season he was. Uh, Super good. I know that doesn't always translate to a whole season. And then Detroit was terrible. So, uh, yeah. I'm still throw him on there. But, uh, yeah, you'll talk about Michael Porter Jr. in a minute. But I'll kind of highlight a little bit. I mean, I think he's all year, not even since the Jamal Murray injury, I think he's been the second best player on that team, on the Denver Nuggets. Even, yeah. even before the injury, he was just – and, I mean, he's just doing really good. I know the jump in numbers was like 10 points, and uh, which is – which is pretty crazy, but yeah. I mean, he's I a spectacular player. It's crazy because I feel like next year he could jump another ten points. Yeah, I mean, I think he could be a twenty-five point a game score, and he's got him and Jokic together. Like that's dangerous. Yeah. I don't want to see that team in the playoffs. I think they're a finals threat because of Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Even defensively, he's shown that he can be good, which he has to improve. But he has all the tools to be a good defender. I think he's over forty percent from three. His shot creation has improved. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's we're seeing all the things. He was, too. yeah. He was a top high school prospect in his class for a reason. He's special. The only worry about him was injuries, which yep. has been pretty healthy this year. Yeah. And he's a special, special player. And I think, like, when Jamal comes back next year, he's their third guy. Yeah. I think he played over 60 games this year, too. But I mean, Imagine yeah. if that team would have gotten the James Harden sweepstakes. Like, I would have – with how Jamal Murray's playing, like, early on, I think that was the team that – I think I think the Rockets would have done that. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. look at who they have now. They have Kelly Olynyk and A.V. Bradley. I think they would have taken Jamal Murray. Kelly Olynyk's having a career year, by the way. He's good. But, you <laughs> know, he's good enough for a James Harden trade, who's a generational all-time 40 pl- top 40 player. No. Definitely. But, yeah. I guess we've talked about that enough times. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, got off topic there. But Michael Porter Jr. has been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Bottom um, line, MPJ, pretty good. MPJ, Porter Jr. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, but my second pick on my second on my ballot was Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. His points per game, everything's gone up. He's a better player. Um, he's really one of the best isolation scorers in the league, I think. He can really get his own shot off. I think him and Tatum are super similar, like very mm-hmm. similar players. Both great isolation scorers, both great defenders, both players that need to improve on making their teammates better. Um, but yeah, I have Jalen Brown on there. 
shout out to him. Kind of sucked. We missed him the rest of the season. I know we talked about that. The Celtics are officially finished. Um, probably a first round exit, honestly. Um, yeah, I like that pick though, because I think at times at the beginning of the year when uh, Tatum was kind of battling an illness, but I think Jalen Brown was really their best player. I know they weren't great at the beginning of the year, yeah. but he, I think he was their go-to guy and was their best player there. Yeah. Yeah. One A and one B for sure. And yeah, both great players. Both players that. I'm looking at that. I'm, if I'm dating Ainge, I, I'm trying to build around them now so they don't leave. They're both young, yeah. but they're going to want out if they're not winning soon. Yeah, yeah. and you talk and about Ainge how they're not so, done his job. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, you talk about how they're so similar. Is that a bad thing that they both play the same like kind of role and position? I don't, I don't think so. One? Okay, yeah. I mean, they're both ball-dominant isolation scorers, but I think LeBron and Wade work that out well. That's true. You know? yeah. And I think players can work it out well. Um, but they, I think – Tatum's obviously their best player. I think what Tatum has to become is more of a LeBron where he's finding work for his teammates. We've seen that with a lot of players that have had to improve in that. Kawhi Leonard had to improve. Giannis had to improve. Um, I think that's a big thing. Once you can set up better for your teammates, that's when you take the next step. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they both have to improve, especially Tatum if he wants to become a superstar. Um, but, yeah. And you have uh, you have um, Jeremy Grant on your list. Grant, yeah. I kind of briefly talked about him, but, I mean – he he was really he was like spectacular at the beginning of the year. He was kind of playing like Julius Randle is now. Yeah. Now towards the beginning of the year, and but I mean the Pistons have never they're not going to be a threat. They won't be for the next six years. Um, but yeah, one move that the Pistons need to sign or need to make this off season: sign Jermaine Cole. <laughs> Who? Jermaine Lamar Cole. I think that's a middle name. I don't know. I have no idea. Jermaine Cole. Oh, J. Cole. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Shout out J. Cole playing the NBA. Right. That's, your, that's, uh, that's Devin's guy. Big de- big debut Sunday in the in the jersey. Big album debut. Is that going to – Is that, oh, you're talking about the debut of his album? Is that – what day is that? His album's uh, – Friday night, right? Thursday night? Friday, yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. However that works. Yeah. I'm not good at times. Yeah, but, yeah. New albums usually release late on Thursday. Should be a good album. Should be good. Looking forward to it. We should yeah. see if uh, he wants to get on the podcast. Yeah, shout out J. Cole. He'll, he'll, he might come through the podcast. I'll DM him. You know what? I'll, I'll DM him later. Or, I haven't got a response from anybody with a, with a check mark. Yeah. Um, we're working on it, people. We're working on getting, we're working on getting a special guest. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen eventually. It's going to be so special, too. We're going to get somebody big. Um, Here, maybe Shaq. <laughs> we got connections to some Shaq fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's all for the uh, kind of the awards. You think we got time to run through uh, all NBA teams, or will we? Uh, take Let's hold off. Keep yeah, our listeners like to the shorter podcast. I like that. We we'll try to do maybe one or two podcasts next week. Do all NBA teams and maybe defensive teams and rookie teams next week, and then probably bring a playoff preview of some sort eventually. Uh, yeah. Um, Begin to be that exciting time. Yeah, and uh, most improved. I'd also like to throw Christian Wood out there. Yeah, I would. I I was. It was close. I was close to putting him on my ballot. And uh, Chris Boucher too. Chris Boucher was a. Chris Boucher was actually a candidate for my ballot for Defensive Player of the Year too. Not for the win, but for the ballot at least. Mm -hmm. Very versatile defender. Chris Boucher is is special. Yeah, I mean, pair him with someone in the lottery apparently because they're tanking. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's official. They're tanking. Yeah, but I, I think. That just shows how good rappers are getting good players. They're really good at it, really special. Um, yep. Their development and finding those guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so fun stuff here. 
I thought it was a pretty solid episode. Executive of the year. Who's executive of the year? Let's do it. Oh, executive of the year. Um, whoever's the executive for the Houston Rockets, bringing in Kelly Olenek was huge for them. We got a new GM this year. I feel bad. I feel bad for their coach, too. I can't yeah. remember the guy's name. Um, Dallas is assistant from last year. I feel bad for him. Tough year for him. Um, executive of the year. I think one of the most underlooked moves, I know you're a big fan of this, is uh, Drew Holiday on the uh, – Yeah. Bucks. That was a big move. They gave up first round picks, but those first round picks are going to be shit. Yeah, so, be so I mean, because the Bucks are going to be winning. So I don't. I think it was a good trade. They got rid of Eric Bledsoe, who's been one of the worst players in the NBA this year. So that was huge, huge upgrade. I mean, and it was a another bad move by the Pelicans. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Maybe him or uh, James Jones. James Jones. Who we got? got NBA, NBA three time NBA champion James Jones. Yeah, <laughs> on the Phoenix, on the Suns. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Future four-time, maybe? Maybe four-time, yeah. yeah. Maybe. maybe going on the Steve, uh, Steve Kerr path with any bunch of championships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he carried Michael Jordan, man. He did. That. Yeah. that was a fun clip. Yeah, that is. All right. But yeah, it's been a pretty solid episode. Thank you guys That's for listening. Maybe right around an hour. I'm not really sure. But on Zoom today, so hopefully the quality is good. Um, and we'll be back next week to your – one or two episodes something like that maybe a special guest we'll we'll see what happens yeah all right right. peace later